discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas to everyone. What a blessing. Father, thank you for all that you have said to us. We are grateful. We are thankful. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. You may kindly take your seats. I just want to say something in five minutes. Amen. Oh, you don't believe that it will be in five minutes. We have a fresh couple in town. I don't think they are here yet. I think they are on their way. But their parents are here. I can see lawyer around. It's good to see you. I can see mommy. Thank you for joining. It's not easy. They are enjoying themselves, I tell you. They are really spending their Christmas. Hallelujah. But I hope you enjoyed the drama. And I, I'm sure the message is very clear. Is the message clear enough? Beautiful. But I just want to add two things to it. In Luke chapter 2, it's a season of love and forgiveness. You know, there's a precious gift that has been given to us in the person of Jesus. The Bible calls him the unspeakable gift. The best gift you can ever have. If you read in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the last verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, can you show it to us? It says, thank God for, for his unspeakable gifts. And he was talking about Jesus Christ. Okay? Verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. This unspeakable gift is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you look at Luke chapter 2, Verse 8, it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. Tell you about fear not. Because of this unspeakable gift, all fear is taken away. The fear of condemnation, the fear of judgment, the fear of Pain, the fear of destruction, the fear of wrath have all been taken care of. The angel said, fear not. Verse 10 now, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ brings great joy, which shall be, be to all people. For unto you this day, Sorry, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior 
which is Christ the Lord. The Savior was born on a certain day. And his name is Christ the Lord. Savior of what? The one who is to save us from all our sins and all our errors. And bring us to God. The one who has brought us forgiveness of sins as a gift. And has brought righteousness as a gift as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a time to celebrate our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's birth. And what it means for us. His birth means forgiveness of sins for us. His birth means righteousness for us. His birth means we being included into the family of our Lord and Savior, into the family of God. Now the Bible calls us members of the body of Christ and calls us part of the family of God. The Bible says that we we belong to the household of God. What a blessing. That's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Look at Ephesians 2, 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Another version. Yeah, this one says family of God. You see, it says, so then you Gentiles are not foreigners or strangers any longer. You are now citizens together with God's people and members of the family of God. How are we made members of the family of God? Because of Christ's birth, death, and resurrection. So by the grace of God, by the special grace of God, you and I are now members of God's family because of this Savior who was born to remove sin. Yes. Romans chapter 4, verse 25, says that Jesus was delivered on account of our offenses. He was delivered on account of our sins. Do you have GNT? Let's see what it will say. Because of our sins. Have you seen it? He's a savior of, he's a savior of the world and he came to save the world from their sin. So if you are sitting here and you've not received this savior for yourself, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have your sins removed and your sins forgiven forever. I don't know which news is better than this. Yeah, look at all your, the foolish things you have done. The Bible says that this has been removed because of Jesus' sacrifice. Because of our sins, Jesus was given over to die. And Jesus was raised to life in order to put us right with God. He died to remove permanently, not temporarily, to remove. When God does a job, he does it very well. What do you think? Yes. To remove. Because of our sins, he was given over to die. And he was raised to life in order to put us right with God. This is what the Savior came to do. And today we are celebrating him because he has done what no man can do. No one else can do it. <laughs> Look at Romans chapter 4 once again. Now, let me read to you from the story. The scripture says, Abraham believed God. And because of his faith, God accepted him as righteous. Because of what? His faith, God accepted him as righteous. Next verse. A person who, who works is paid wages, but they, but they are not regarded as a gift. When you work and you are paid, it's not regarded as a gift. They are something that has been earned. If it's wages, it's something that you have earned, isn't it? Next verse. But those who depend on faith, not on deeds, and who believe in the God who declares the guilty to be innocent, 
It is this faith that God takes into account in order to put them right with himself. I say it. I think it's self-explanatory. Right, next verse, verse 6. Then he says, this is what David meant when he spoke of the happiness of the person whom God has set as righteous. Apart from anything that person does. The happiness. David described the happiness of the person whom God accepts as righteous. Apart from anything that that person does. Are these scriptures in the Bible or it's not in the Bible? Okay, next verse, verse 7. He says, happy are those whose wrongs are forgiven. That is why when the angel showed for it, it says, joy to the world. Yeah, joy, I tell you. It's nice though. The fact that your your wrongs are forgiven. (laughs) Then it says, whose sins are pardoned. Happy are those whose wrongs are forgiven. And happy are those whose sins are pardoned. David was wondering, which kind of a people are these? Let's look at the King James. The King James says, their iniquities. Saying, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven. And whose sins are covered. This is what Jesus came to do. He came to remove sins. Completely. So that you can be declared righteous. Before our Lord and before God. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you, but this is a time to be excited. It's a time to be, to be, to be joyful. A time to really eat the chicken. Yes, knowing that you are forgiven. God has forgiven you. <laughs> it's really a time to chew the goat. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you, you will chew the chicken in, in tears. Because you are chewing chicken. But if something should happen for you to leave this earth, that's it. So it's a time to let people know that, listen, you need to receive Jesus so that you can, you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that you can really enjoy the chicken properly. Because our sins are forgiven, we also have to forgive others. Ephesians chapter 4. I don't know about you, but you need to forgive. If your sins have been forgiven, how about the faults that your brother, what your brother did or your sister did? You shouldn't enter the coming year with grudges in your heart. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. Turn to your neighbor, I want to be tender-hearted to you. Tell your neighbor, I want to be tender-hearted to you. And I forgive you of all your faults and all your errors because Jesus forgave me. What do you think? Yeah. Maybe the person you need to forgive is not here. You need to call somebody. You need to call somebody. Call your father who didn't take care of you. Did you hear what I said? Call your ex who broke your heart. (laughs) Tell her, I've forgiven you. Yeah, I've forgiven you. You broke my heart, but as well, I'm not calling for us to reconnect. No, that's not why I'm. I'm not, that's not why I'm. Call, I'm calling. I'm just saying that I forgive you.
Or you rather should call and say sorry. Yeah. You should call and say, I'm sorry for what I did. I broke your heart. I'm not calling for us to connect, reconnect, but I'm just saying sorry. What do you think? Yeah. Maybe your boss, your boss was not nice to you. Text him and say, Merry Christmas. Christ is the reason for the celebration. Christ forgave us our sins, therefore I forgive you all of your sins. <laughs> Hallelujah. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. This is a good message. Yeah. Jesus is the savior of the world. The savior of the world. He's the one sent to reconcile the world to God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all these new things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing the address unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Let's read it in the message. It's nicer in the message version. From verse 18. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him, and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. Forgive somebody. Jesus gave a parable of a, of a certain man who was doing accounts with his servants. And he noticed that one guy was owing him so much. Yes, Matthew 18. The guy owed him so much. And he said, Charlie, they should sell his, his children, sell him, sell his children, sell everybody so they pay the money. And the guy came and, I'm sorry, I can't, I'll give me time, I'll pay, blah, 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 blah. Then the Lord decided and, and said that, oh, I've forgiven you. It's okay, I've forgiven you. Hmm? Matthew 18, 26, 26, But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me and I'll pay it all. And the, and the, the master was filled with pity for him. The King, the King James says, He had compassion on him. And he released him and forgave his debt. Next verse. The guy stepped out. When he stepped out, he saw another servant who owed him just $20. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. The amplifier says twenty dollars or so. Can you check the amplifier for me? How much? Twenty dollars. About twenty dollars. Just twenty dollars. How much was he owing his master? Go back. How much was he owing his master? Ah, how much? Probably about ten million dollars. Ten what? Yeah, he owed his master ten million dollars, and his master for can you forgive ten million dollars? Someone, someone is owing you ten million dollars, and you say, "Oh, it's okay, you can take it." Will you do some? <laughs> you, are, you are still growing. You get plutocrat is getting that small, small. Yeah, I saw someone fighting in a car over fifty pesos change. Hey, it was not easy. He said that I'm putting my Christianity aside. Give me my 50 pesos. Man. Charlie, no be joke. But this guy, his brother was owing him $20. So it's not easy for him. He made them, he caused him to be arrested. Go back to NLT. Yeah. 
And he caught him by the throat. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. Instant payment. Momo now. Send me the Momo now. <laughs> yeah. Paid now. You know, and it goes on. You know the story. But he had a problem because he didn't learn to forgive. So it's a season to forgive. Having offenses in your heart is not correct. If you look at what Jesus has done for you and how much you have been forgiven, you give, the, the key to forgiveness is to remember what you have been forgiven about. The one who is forgiven much, loves much. Hallelujah. Because at times remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and what he did and also to forgive. Do you see? It's also a time to remember that, that, that we have a purpose on earth. There's a reason why we are here. Let me show you a verse in John chapter 18, verse 36. Okay, let, let's read 37. John 18, 37. Pilate therefore said unto him, This is Jesus before Pilate. Pilate said unto him, Are you a king? Jesus answered, Thou seest that I am a king. To this end was I born. I was born to this end or for this reason. Jesus had a reason for his birth. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He was born as the Lamb of God who brings in righteousness. And he was born as a Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. So Jesus himself said this, Thou say that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world. This is the reason why I came into the world. That I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. This is the reason why I came. I came to bear witness. I came to testify concerning the truth. Now, what is the truth? So Pilate asked him. Pilate says unto him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Jesus didn't answer him. He asked Jesus, what is truth? Jesus said, I have come to bear witness of the truth. What is the truth? Or rather, who is the truth? John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. This is the truth. The truth is that there's only hmm, there's only one way to God. And that one way is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is the reason why he came to come and show everybody the way. The truth and the life. Hallelujah. So there are not several ways. Just one way. Don't let modernity and civility and uh, genziety let you think that there are other options. There are no, there's no other option. And wokeism. Don't let wokeism let you think that, oh, it's this, there are other, there's none. Paul says it, re-emphasizes it, and re-echoes it in um, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Timothy 2, 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. And that one mediator is the man Christ Jesus. Have you seen it? 
one God, one mediator, one man. Jesus Christ. Next verse. Who gave himself a ransom for all to be witnessed in due time or to be spoken of in due time. Then Paul says, I am a witness of this particular thing. Whereof, next verse, whereof I'm made, whereunto I'm ordained a preacher. Unto this particular truth am I ordained as a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in verity or in truth. Jesus is the way. He's the truth and he's the light. And Jesus said, this is the reason why I came into this world. For this end, to this end was I born. That was his purpose. To come and come and show the way through his death, burial, and resurrection. Now, it is our responsibility. What is, our, what is your purpose for life as well? Why are you living? Why are you living? What is, Jesus said, for to this end was I born. You to, to, to what end were you born? To what end were you born? Ask your neighbor, to what end were you born? To what end were you born? We were born to be witnesses like Paul said. He says, whereof I am ordained a preacher. Unto this particular thing, I'm ordained as a preacher. To let all men know. To let all men know. We must make all men know. Do you see? Yes. God wills that all men be saved. And all men come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the purpose. That's the reason why we are all here. So today I want to remind you of your reason for existence. Our reason for existence. This is called reason for existence. Is to make Jesus known. We must bring salvation to many. We shouldn't allow them to walk into hell. We shouldn't allow them to be deceived. So it's a season to remind yourself of your purpose as well. Jesus is the only one who was born to die. The reason for his birth was for death. The reason for your birth is to proclaim his death and burial and resurrection. Rise up upon your feet and thank God for your charity. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.